Welcome to Orpini. This is Saratova Beth. We are learning Parsha's Titsava, Tafshin Nun Base, at least one of them. The question we want to ask is, why is life intense in the month of Adar? Is that a good thing? <coughs> or is that a not good thing? And we're going to do a little review of yesterday, but before we do, let's just, let's just start in the middle of the Sikha, because we really want to understand Maybe many people wake up in the morning feeling very intense in this month. Isn't it supposed to be a happy month? So that gives us the feeling that it's a very light, joyous month where you're just having a fun time. It's not one of these heavy, intensive, introspective months. But on the other hand, what we want to think about is what, what's our earliest experience as a Jewish people with this month? And our earliest experience, I mean, it, it is the story of Purim. It's fun now because we eat hamantashen and we give out shalach manas. It's a fun day. wasn't fun back then. So there's something about the Yontif of Purim that, you know, we're, out on the, we're on the outer fringes of the fun part, but essentially it's a deeply, if you want to say, deeply Kabbalistic Yontif. So it's a deeply Kabbalistic month. Therefore, we probably, most of us feel deeply Kabbalistic. Only, so some people wake up with panic attacks. Some people wake up with, um, some people... Some people wake up just joyous. Um, some people wake up with identity crises. Some people, all kinds of things. Worry, fear. The truth is the Rebbe gives us an antidote. He's not asking Hashem to tone down the intensity of the month. The question is why not? Why doesn't the Rebbe ask? Any, anybody want to answer? Why doesn't the Rebbe ask Hashem to tone down the intensity of the month. Because well, in his eyes, it's all good. We want Mashiach now. We don't, we don't want to slow things down. We don't want to wait. We don't want to slow things down any more than they're slowed down. We just want to get there. So if there's an intense time that's being sent to us by Hashem, we, we want to work with it and use it um, kind of like labor and delivery. People who are in labor would like to slow down the contractions and make them mild, but then that might mean that they're just going to be doing that for several days as opposed to just baby gets born. So we're trying to get the baby born. So it's an intense experience. But intense doesn't have to be bad. Intense can be good. And the Rebbe is telling us, when we sing and dance in the month of Adar, then we make it not only tolerable, we harness the energy so that instead of it working against us, it works for us. Because it's very delicate. It's like atomic energy in this month. It's extremely delicate energy. It's designed for us. 
to push through to the ge'ula, but we have to know how to work with it. If we don't, we'll end up with all kinds of emotional and physical ailments. I see I'm putting everybody to sleep here. So, okay. So I'm going to jump into the, the middle of the sicha and then go back. About the, the mazel that we have in the month of other, it says other bari mazli. In other, our mazel is very powerful. Why? Because we said at the beginning of the sicha, this is the month of Maishu Rebbeinu's birthday. Maishu Yisrael, Yisrael who Maisha. He is us, we are him. We are within him. Whatever happens for him happens for us. On his birthday, every Jew on their birthday, Mazala Geiver. Their mazel is strong. How much more so? Maishrabenu. On his birthday, on Zion Adar, his mazel is very powerful. So our mazel becomes very powerful on his birthday. But it says in Esther Rabbah, Bechad Echad Ba'adar, Nailad Maisha. Showing that the the echad the other nailed Maisha, and that Maisha Bain was born on the first of, the first of other, the kavana here means that the effect of his mazel on his birthday being strong goes into the entire month. It goes into the entire month. It affects the entire month. Okay, good. So. No wonder our mazel is powerful the whole month. So we thought that that means, you know, if you go to an auction, you'll probably win a prize. And if you buy a lottery ticket, you'll probably win la-di-da. Very nice, simple things. But really, when we're talking, when Hashem is talking about our mazel, he's talking about something very intense. What is your mazel? What is Maishar Bainu's mazel? Whatever it is, if it's strong, just turn up the amplitude on your mazel. Wow. How do we know it's a wow? We went through a situation that was called Purim. We had an entire year to try to save ourselves. We chose what we chose, which I'll go into afterwards. We chose what we chose. We chose to go al Kedush Hashem. How do you do that? How do you do that and maintain that for a year? A normal person cannot do that. And that's why yesterday I told the story, and every year I tell the story, and I'll tell it again, about the friend who said she read the book Hawaii about civilizations and every civilization was told to bow down and and so they just bowed down and secretly they maintained their own philosophy and when the enemy left they went back to serving whatever they wanted to serve but they faked it they bowed down for the enemy to satisfy the enemy and that's how they got away with things and she said and this this young woman a lot of years ago was not Jewish she said I don't understand I don't understand whatsoever because, sorry, 
So here's this non-Jewish woman, and she's reading the book Hawaii, and she doesn't under and she says it makes perfect sense that every civilization fakes it, bows down to their their conqueror, and then afterwards, when the when the enemy leaves, they go back to serving their deity. And she said, I don't get it. The Jews refuse to even bow down. It doesn't make any sense. She said that's what I got from the book. Everybody does it. It's normal. You bow down, you fake it, and afterwards you go back to doing what you want to do, but you save your lives. The Jews wouldn't even do this thing of bowing down. So a friend of mine many years ago. So I said to her, okay, that was, for me, that was an important moment. I realized, I said to her, that's the difference between you and me. I'm Jewish and you're not. To you, it makes no sense. To me, it makes perfect sense. So now what she was expressing was, a normal hashkafa of a normal world. Basically, you know, Haman's hashkafa. Haman is like from the world of normalcy. Okay, a, 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 normal, a normal world. No, a normal world that creates evil. But Haman was coming along and saying, <laughs> this is the way it is. And, and, and the Persians represented a normal world. And we did not represent a normal world. So this friend of mine was saying, what's wrong with bowing down for a few minutes and then you don't, you know, and then you go back to what you want to do. What is with you Jews? So the point is, during that year, when Haman came out with his Gezerah, and, and we had an entire year to think about, and as we said yesterday, there were choices. The choices were, if you become an Ivri, you are safe. Haman only didn't put a Gezerah on the Yehudim. Ivri were more secular. Yehudim were Yehudim would not bow down no matter what. And Ivri were more chilled. You know, you do what you do and you manage. You manage. More of the world. Not so intense. More of the world. And so everybody knew they could save themselves. They had a year until the Gezerah went into effect in which total annihilation of the entire Jewish people would happen, God forbid. And the, the Yidden knew that if they want to save their children and their children's children, little innocent children who didn't do anything just to save their lives so there would be a future, all they had to do was switch over to become Ephraim. They didn't have to become, they didn't have to, they didn't have to uh, uh, go to the church and then and be baptized, God forbid. No. Remain Jewish as Ivri. That easy. And anybody who did that was, was promised that they would be saved. And no one did it. Not one man, not one woman, not one child did it. Or, or even... That's what the Rebbe says. No, I don't know because we don't hear a lot about the Ivrim. What, 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 what the mindset would have been that would have saved us? Maybe even not. Maybe just doing everything as you're supposed to do it, but bowing down. Like, come on, just you know, you don't have to be so. Well, so it says Yehudi is Maida b'chala Tyra acknowledges the whole Tyra, the Kaitra b'vaydazara, and denies the vaydazara. Now, of course, we know that the Rebbe teaches Avaida Zara as Avaida Shazara light, something that doesn't fit you. 
You know, it doesn't fit you as a Jew. So that's a whole, whatever all of this means, I'm sure there are many, many, many maimarim, which would be fun to learn when we're in, we're not going to retirement homes, right? I mean, you know, like imagine, oh, oh, right, imagine the whole group of us sitting and <laughs> learning the maimarim there. So, <laughs> So, but the question is, um, whatever the mindset of the Ivrim was, we don't know, but we know the, the, and by the way, lots of people were Ivrim before, before the Gezeira went into effect, lots of people were like, come on, just go to the party of Achashverosh, aren't you thrilled, like, it's such an honor that he invited us. They were into being Ivrim. There were lots of Ivrim. They were like, okay, don't to be in so, so intense about this stuff. That was the Ivrim. And the minute the Gezerah happened, everybody switched to becoming Yehudi. Well, that's dumb. You know, you've been in Ivri all this time. Now when it comes to saving your life, now you have to switch. You got it backwards. So we're, and, and, you want to switch for yourself. You want to be a big hero. You know, you're going to go all Kiddush Hashem. But the kids, let them live. And the grandchildren, the great-grandchildren, the great-grandchildren, let the, let the generations of innocent kids live. Don't encourage them to be Yehudim. But even they, the kids were the, the, kids were the most intense, right? 22,000 kids all got together, and they all were with, with, with Mordechai and Yehudim said, we will not bow down no matter what. They were the leaders. The kids were the leaders of, we're going to be Yehudim right till the end. It drove Haman crazy. So the question is, where should we get this ability? <coughs> it wasn't a week-long mysterious nefesh. A year-long mysterious nefesh. In a year, you go through a lot of different stuff, and you can have a change of heart very easily. And we didn't. So... Normal people would have changed their minds 5,000 times per day. We didn't even once in one year. Where did we get that ability? Okay, what's the answer? Okay, who did we get it from? We got it from? Maishu His mazel is strong in this month because it's his birthday month. So his birthday mazel permeates the whole month. So our mazel, because we're inside of him, our mazel is strong the whole month. Whatever Meshur Benu's mazel is about, that is some, his mazel clearly empowers him to give his life al Kiddush Hashem. That's clear. You know, well, duh, he's Meshur Benu. So we know. You think Meshur Benu would give his life al Kiddush Hashem? Yeah, you know, right? Ripley's believe it or not. Would Moses give his life al Kiddush Hashem? Well, duh. Of course he would give his life al Kiddush Hashem. That's who Maish Rabbeinu is. That's his whole essence. But Maish Rabbeinu said, why keep it for myself? I'm going to give it to all of you. And now you're all going to be ready for Kiddush Hashem. And not only that, if you're a BT, it'll drive you crazy to live a regular life. Right? Well, no, if you're in anything, like, now Maish Rebbein was saying, and Mordechai Yassadik is saying, and the Friedrich Rebbe, I'll, I'll, I'll go into that in a second. You guys, I'm going to help you be that way all day long so that nothing else will ever 
satisfy you other than Kiddush Hashem. What do you mean who says that? Maishu Rabbeinu says that. Right. And especially the Maishu B'chol Dar I'm going to infect you with what I, the way I live, which is... Happy birthday, right. Wait, tomorrow, right? Because I know there's tomorrow, right? So, so Maishu Rabbeinu is giving that to us. That explains how we were able to stand in the Sirius Nefesh for an entire year. It became basic normal for us. What do you mean? You live in the Sirius Nefesh. Of course, and that's why we were saying yesterday that the Friedrich Rebbe looked into history, or, or so it seems, and said, it's 1920. We need to give Kayach of Messiris Nefesh to Hasidim in Russia. They're going to be facing Stalinist times. It's going to be really awful. And on top of that, the Friedrich Rebbe is saying, I'm not even promising everybody they will remain alive. I'm demanding that they go out to do impossible things, teach Taira in the most illegal, terrifyingly illegal ways, and I'm not even promising them that I for sure will save them and they will, and they will make it to the end. Not even promising that. It's one thing to say, Yidin, teach Taira, I promise you, you'll be safe. That's in the book, that's the case, I think in 1920, probably. Well, the Friedrich Rebbe became Rebbe in 1920 and then 1927. It was probably, no, it was probably 1927. Tafresh Pei No, 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 before going into jail. Tafresh Pei Zion, Purim Katan. Purim Katan, that's when the Friedrich Rebbe made a Fabrengen and it was illegal to have for brains. It was illegal to have pushkas, mashka, anything, gatherings, anything. And the, K- the NKVD came right into the hall, and the Yidin were terrified. One second, this also, Tafresh Pei. The Yidin were terrified. The Friedrich Rebbe was afraid. Or seen, and the Rebbe Rashab, one second, right, right, right. The Rebbe Rashab said, Yosef Yitzchak, Vasastu Mayra. What are you afraid of? They're nothing. And the Rebbe Rashab turned his head and said, I don't care about them. And said his mimer, Rashid Zayim Amalek, and then passed away a few weeks later. Said, I can't be here in this world with him. Goodbye. And passed away a few weeks later, left the Friedrich Rebbe to take over. Gival, wow, what a beautiful legacy. Right? But all of that, yeah. Um, You have to speak loud because you're on recording. Oh, about the mysterious message of the. uh, what exactly did they do or not do that whole year? Um, I think just refused, that whole year of Purim, refused to become Ivrim and refused to bow down. All they had to do was bow down once. I Probably they saved themselves. Just bow down to Haman. I think so. They all became from. They all became from. I don't know if they all, be, it's possible that they, or we don't know, but... but they stood in the serious section. They refused to bow down. All they had to do was bow down in the year of Purim. But I'm saying, going back to the year of the Friedrich Rebbe, Tafresh Pei 1920 and Tafresh Pei Zai. Pei is the Rebbe Rashad, who is for bringing with total Messiris Nefesh while the NKVD are in front of him, and then, and then leads the world on base uh, ER, base ER, base Nissan. <laughs> baseness and a few weeks later. And that's it. And Purim Katan becomes, for us, a Yuntif forever. 
the Yontif of Mesiris Nefesh. So, but now fast forward seven years, now the Friedrich Rebbe is living through the most terrifying Stalinist times, or, or I think Stalin was already there in the 20s, I'm not sure, in the 30s, but, and preparing Hasidim for the most terrifying Stalinist times when millions were, you know, exterminated. Lalenu. That's when my father left. Right, in the 20s, right. Yeah, that's when everybody, you know, left. Ah, right. So I want to say something about the Kibbutz Now imagine this: the Friedrich Rebbe looks into history and says, "In my mind, I need to empower Yidden to stand the Mesiris Nefesh at this moment." Tafresh Pei Zion, 1927. Where are they going to get the the Kayach to do it? Let's go back into history, find a moment when the Jewish people had the most powerful mysterious nefesh and import it from them, drag and drop. And bring it in, drag and drop, drop it into 1927. Where was it? When was it? Time of Purim. How many people had mysterious nefesh? Everybody. Well, there you go. We got it. How long did they have mysterious nefesh for? A year. The most powerful expression of Jewish mysterious nefesh ever in history. Until this, moment, until this day, was the time of Purim. Who activated it? The Maishu Rabbeinu of that generation, who was Mordechai. And he activated it through the children especially, and also through the adults. So, so what did the Friedrich Rebbe do? The Friedrich Rebbe said a mimer called the Kibel HaYehudim, pulling, and it's all about the time of Purim. The Kibbalah Yehudim is all about the time of Purim. Not just a story. It's pulling all of the kaisas from that year of Purim, which was 2,000 years before. I'm trying to remember. 1,000 years before? Maybe 1,000 years before. And, and pulling the kaisas from that time into Stalinist Russia. 1927. And then, and infused us with the kaisas of Besiris Nefesh in a superhuman way. Excuse me, which we got from Mordechai which was really originally from Maishra Venu, whose mazel is powerful. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, right. so the Kibbal HaYehudim has to do with accepting the Torah. Accepting the Torah. Because what does that have to do with accepting the Torah? In other words, why shouldn't we bow down? What's wrong with bowing down? Because I bow only to Hashem, Hashem Elohim. In other words, when we're fully in sync with Tyra, we realize, seriously, living a good life can compare to um, being in one, with, one with Hashem and Tyra. No, it can't. So, so and the Friedrich Rebbe's attempt worked. He infused us with the ability to have total mysterious nefesh. Through that mimer, it came through that mimer pulling the whole year of Purim, the whole miracle of Purim, and that whole mysterious nefesh of that year, into 1927. Right, Rishis Goyim Malik was said in 1920. Right, right. So that's a whole other string. Then 1981, Tafshin Nem the Rebbe sees, decides, however you want to say it, that it's now time for Yidin to stand in mysterious nefesh, not to, against dying all Kiddush Hashem, in the 20s, it was to be ready to die, Al-Kiddush Hashem. In the 80s, it became to be ready to live, Al-Kiddush Hashem. Harder. 
because dying is one time. But living is, that's harder. Living ge'ula. It's not simple. It requires understanding the mindset, getting over the addiction to the old way, a whole bunch of things to be able to step into living Kiddush Hashem, which means living Geula. So, um, and, and an example of that simply would be, you know, when, when we're stuck in a situation, imagine if automatically we think and feel, wait a minute, Hashem told us this and this and this, so what's the problem? But Im- immediately, without, without blinking, stepping into that feeling of, I don't have any problems. What were we saying last week? Oh, we were saying last week that, I think I wasn't here last week, that once the Rebbe announced they will beat their swords into plowshares has begun. The ultimate, there is, in theory, no reason why anybody should have stress anymore. Right, because if every sword has become a plowshare, then there are no more swords. There are only plowshares. If if I could internalize that, I wouldn't be able to have stress because all I would have all day long are things that are giving me more life. Plowshares are to nurture me. I would, re- I would experience that every single second I'm being nurtured and nurtured and nurtured and nurtured and nourished and nurtured and nourished and nurtured. I wouldn't know what to do to find, you know, so what do you do for stress? I don't know. I can't find any. That, so if we could take the Rebbe Sikha seriously, which is not simple, and pull them into our system and our, our physical system, we would already be done with stress. Stress would be a concept that we would have, have to Google and look it up and say, what is stress? I don't know. It's something from the past. The fact that we can still experience stress means we haven't fully at all stepped into the Kiddush Hashem, Mesiris Nefesh, living Kiddush Hashem, which means very simple. Not easy, but simple. Living the Dvar Malchus It's not easy at all. It's not easy at all, mostly because of our addiction to the old way uh, and all the complications of how we, you know, made a decision. We have to live the old way. But it's very simple. Making a decision, whatever the sikha says, I'm going to live that way. Whoever can do that, um, it changes everything. Can you say one thing, please? Yeah. This is Parshat This is, were you, we are doing Parshat Tzitzavah, Dvar Oh, I thought, we are doing partial sits of the Ramachas. What, what we? oh, we're, we're, we're learning the Sikha. That's what the Sikha says. We're learning the Sikha right now. But what you just said about the, the sword and Oh, that, that was from, from uh, Parshas... Um, right, so I'm saying, what could we learn from this Sikha regarding our stress? We're, you're going to see. We're going to see. Okay. So now we understand. So Tafshin Mem Aleph, 1981, the Rebbe said a mimer based on Vakibal HaYehudim, and it's called Vatitzitzavah, pulling the kaychas from the, the 1920s, from the Friedrich Rebbe's time, who pulled the kaychas from the time of Mordechai Asadik, who pulled the kaychas from Maishu Rebbeinu, to enable us to live Kiddush Hashem. So therefore, the Rebbe said in Tavshin Memalaf, Vatitzitzavah, and then gave it in print to us in our hands in Tavshin Nundes. So there's a whole process of how it's all happening and, and happening to us. 
So this ability to live Kiddush Hashem, that's what the whole Sikh is about. And it actually happens, you know, in like a pretty intense way, you know, on base other, with Petzalea, Petzalea the Pai. Living Kiddush Hashem, that's what the Rebbe refers to in the Sikha. So here, we're saying here, um, one second, and I, one other thing. So, so basically we, we got it, that, that we have this ability to live this way from Maishra Venu. And that's why, and it's the whole month of Purim, because his birthday is in Purim, his mazel is strong, so our mazel is strong. And, and the mazel, okay, the mazel's strong. What is the mazel that's strong? You know, hey guys, guess what? You have a lot of, uh, you have a lot of uh, tofu. Okay, what's tofu good for? You know, I'm excited that there's a lot of tofu. Just explain to me what it's good for. So we have a lot of Maishravini's mazel, okay, in this month. Great, I'm, I'm happy, much more than any other time. Yeah, what do you do with it? What's his mazel all about? I, so his mazel is all about etzimanefesh. Ein mazel Yisrael. Ein mazel Yisrael, meaning the mazel of the mazel of Maishu is the mazel of Maishu Rabbeinu is Ayin. His source above total oneness with Hashem. So in the month of other, guess what we have? we have the ability to be completely in sync with Hashem. And that's the only thing that's spiritually, emotionally, physically satisfying to a yid. Okay. Why is it different? Because this month it's very strong through Maishu Rabbeinu. The mazel of Maishu Rabbeinu. His mazel is strong in this month. So, so it's strong in in us. It's strong in us in this month, and it enables us. His mazel, ain mazel Israel, the mazel, his mazel enabled him to be meisherdim, to have nothing other than unity with Hashem in his whole being. That's all there is. So we get to be like Maishra Benu in this month. That's why it's such a powerful month. Now, can you imagine then, if we're not Kalim for that, we're going to wake up in the morning, we're going to be panicky, we're going to have um, uh, identity crises, we're going to feel aches and pains, we're going to have a whole bunch of stuff going on because we were just given atomic energy in our hands and we don't know what to do with it and we haven't created vessels for it. So we're going to experience all kinds of emotional and physical ailments in this month. But the Rebbe says, but dancing and singing in the month of other will make vessels for it. Even five minutes, that's right. Even five minutes, crucial. And we have to realize that it's not just that we need to dance and sing in other for ourselves, you know, so we'll feel better. Because it's too much energy, so we'll feel better. No, no, no. The world needs a bittle of its ugly gazeras. And the tool to do it is the simcha of other. 
That's a whole other thing. I can show you reverse engineering. What did Haman want to do? Uh, annihilate, God forbid. Annihilate what? Eternal life, truth, Yidin, Rahman Aslan. Basically, if he wants to annihilate Yidin, he wants to annihilate all of mankind. And truth. You can't have a world without Yidin. It would be a world minus truth. It would, it would last 0.5 seconds. The world would disappear. Right. If we weren't here, exactly. So he didn't just want to get rid of all the hidden, God forbid. He wanted to get rid of life, an eternal life. That's what he wanted to get rid of. So he came along with this gazera. And we, what did we do? We resisted with Messiris Nefesh that Maishu Rabbeinu gave us. And in the end, we were victorious. Life won and annihilation lost. Right? Life won and annihilation lost. Okay. So now, and as a result of that, we have the Yontif of Purim. I'm putting everybody to sleep. We have the Yontif of Purim. And... And therefore, we, we sing and dance in Adar. Okay, so that's step one, two, three, four, five. Now let's reverse engineer. So what happens if you sing and dance in Adar? You're supporting life. You're supporting truth. You're, you're, you're destroying Haman. And you're destroying the, the force that wants to destroy life, God forbid. And you're destroying, and Haman stands for all of the ugly darkness that wants to annihilate goodness, God forbid. So that means when you dance in Adar, you're destroying all gazeras, all negativity, all ugliness, all evil, simply by dancing. That's pretty good, right? You don't have to do a whole lot. You don't have to learn 50 Maimaram. You don't have to stay in a lot of Tillam. You don't have to do any of that. Clap your, clap your hands and, 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 you know, tap your feet. You think about making Caleb? Yeah, makes for, for To destroy the evil in the world. Your dancing destroys the evil in the world in the month of other. So it goes way beyond you should dance so you'll feel better. You're not dancing to feel better. You're dancing to get rid of coronavirus, you're dancing to get rid of terrorism. You're dancing to get rid of a Amalek. You're dancing to get rid of evil. You're dancing to get rid of all of this stuff. That's what your dancing accomplishes. And we've been doing it for years. And have we moved forward? Okay. Right. We've moved forward. The world is a vastly different place from what it was to the extent that the ace of of the generation is here to help us which is beyond revolutionary it's total gaula because ace of declared himself our arch enemy all through the generations he's here to destroy us government he's here and now ace of just wants to help us meaning the president which explains why nobody else wants him Okay, anyway, okay, so 
So the same thing when it comes to the strong mazel. So in the month of other, bari mazli, our, our mazel is very strong, and it's connected with the seventh of other. That's tonight and tomorrow. The strong mazel of the Yidden in the month of other, mazli bari, is not only about our source of our neshama above. Your mazel. What is your mazel? Your mazel is the source of your neshama above. But it's also about bringing your mazel down here. Mazel is from the word naizel. It's the source from which hashpa and ruach hachayim comes down. So when our mazel is strong in this month, and Maishar Benus mazel is strong, it creates a strengthening of the yidden when we are down here in this world, in bodies, when we're involved in the world, when you're trying to order vitamins online, it creates a strengthening of mazel. That means what we want to think is, wait, they don't have what I need. I can't believe it. Uh, Nobody ever has what I need. Whenever I want something, they never have it. That's a gullus mentality. Whenever I want something, for sure they have it, or they have even better. Right. The victim mentality is the gullus addiction. You know, poor me. I never get what I need. The, the gula mentality is I only get what I need and want. And more. And more. Um, as we see, is emphasized on the seventh of Adar, because the seven is about seven days of the week, seven days, shivit yimea binyan, etc. Um, making a alaf dar, right? Remember that phrase, alaf dar. Living, having Hashem live in this world. Alaf um, shalaylam, and bringing it all down into seven days of the week. Normal life, where Hashem is our, excuse me, our only reality in normal life. Um, okay, one, one more point here. And even though mazel shows on the etzim and neshama, what's your mazel? What's my shurbanus mazel? Etzim and neshama. Ayin. So what is your etzim and neshama? What does it look like? I don't know. It looks like an ayin. But it's chayzik and taikif. Bari v'takif mazli d'mesiris nefesh shalomayla me'asecho. What is your mazel going to look like when it's being activated in your life? You're going to be ready to give your life, okay, Mr. Shem. Period. That's what it's going to look like. It's going to keep, you know, zipping you out of this place. But here's the revolution. The Rebbe is saying it's not in a way of leaving the world. We're done with that. We are not, in other words, it's, like, it's almost like the Rebbe is saying, if I'm giving, telling you this sicha to tell you that Maisha Rabbeinu is empowering you in this month to be ready to leave the world. No. Done that. Been there, done that. That is not what the Rebbe is trying to tell us. That's huge. The Rebbe is not saying, every Jew should be ready, and he is ready in the month of other. Give us a life of Kiddush Hashem. No. That was basic. That's already like, of course. No. The Rebbe is saying, Maishu Rabbeinu is empowering us to live Mesiris Nefesh. The Chayzik and the Taikaf of Mesiris Nefesh coming down into all in, in Yanam of Avaita in the world to make a Dirbatach Tainim. Meaning, 
Now we get, see, the 1927, the Tafresh Pei Zion, that was, go and spread Yiddishkeit till they kill you. Be ready to leave the world. The Mesiris Nefesh of, from Atta in 1981 in Tafshin Man Aleph was, go and spread Yiddishkeit and live forever. See the difference? It switched. It's no longer inspiring to give our lives all Kiddush Hashem. That's why for the Rebbe, the whole thing with Katsileya was like, why? We're done with that. You know, why should somebody have to, you know, give their life all Kiddush Hashem? We're done with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, 19, the Friedrich Rebbe said the Kippah Yehudim. And the, the Rebbe said that in 1981. Well, the or the is the mimer that the Friedrich Rebbe said, pulling the kaifus of Nasiris Nefesh on Purim Katan. Purim Katan. It's Kuntris, I'm pretty sure it's Kuntris Purim Katan. We have to look it up, but I'm pretty sure it's Kuntris Purim, Kuntris Purim Katan of Tafresh Pei Zion. The Kibel Hayudin, maybe Tafresh Pei. I'm not sure. So it could be of Tafresh Pei, but some, I guess Tafresh Pei Zion. I have to look it up. So um, um, the Pu'ula of strengthening our mazel is not only for Neshama things now. We are not strengthened in our mazel this month for Neshama things only. Of course for Neshama things. But things of the world, do they have the kind of vitamins I need or not? Do I, do I get discouraged and say they never have what I want? How do I operate in the world in an everyday basis I got a stain in my jacket. Will they get it out? Will they this? Will they that? You know, what do I believe about that? How do, that's the switch. We already saw, we could, can we even compare ourselves to the kind of mysterious nephews that Yidin had <coughs> in Stalinist times? They were ready to die. But the question is, were they ready to have a Gula mindset about the fact that their zipper broke on their jacket? in 1995. You know, like, oh, I can't believe it. Oh. You know, they can't even fix it. Oh, I'm so angry, you know, and this guy took my jacket and he left me with a jacket with a broken zipper, whatever it is. Were they empowered to live Gauladik? Were they empowered to go to the supermarket and you want soy milk and all they have is almond milk? And how, what's your reaction going to be? Is it going to be, okay, it's a kapara. You know, old style, oh, it's a kapara. They didn't, you know, I can't have what I want, it's a kapara. Or am I being empowered in this generation through Adar to have this gula mindset of, wait a minute, I need, I need soy milk. I'll manifest soy milk on the shelves. What's the problem? Pull it from, we always say, pull it from the warehouse. There's no soy milk available in New York City. It's in the warehouse in, you know, wherever it is, Iowa somewhere. So, but I need it right now. I want sugar-free soy milk right here, right now. Okay, pull it from the warehouse. What? Right, keep it right. But you know what I'm saying? So what do I do if I want it and I need it here, right here, right now? What do you do? Pull it from the warehouse. 
I have friends who, you know, she and her husband, they went to buy a laptop, and there they are in Best Buy and this and that, and, and he's already giving up. You know, they said, sorry, sir, we don't, we don't uh, have this laptop, you know. We, and so she says to him, just pull it from the warehouse. He's like, what? Nuts. Yeah? Said, yeah, just pull it from the warehouse, wherever it is. Yeah? Yeah. comment on that so in a way it's both because you know we don't have to be militant about everything every little you know container of soy milk right right yeah you have to talk loud right hello am i muted i muted Anyway, okay. they didn't have it. They just had the maple cut in the sweetener, and then they had the lemon sweetener. Hello, hello. I am muted. She said, just ask them to go to the basement. <laughs> <laughs> they had tons of it. The basement. Any grandma you know, just going to... Right. I didn't have time because I had to get here. But, but, but I agree. That's my sheet. I don't take no for that. You know my story with the bagel. But I'm really going to get myself in trouble. It's, it's so crazy. But my bagel in the bagel shop in Montreal, it's like a whole thing there. You know, they have this really great bagel shop. And my friend and I said, let's go out. And they have, you know, a, bre- a really amazing breakfast. And it's all wood paneling. It's really nice, you know. So, and I go there and I have the seven grain bagels. It's like a bunch of bagels. And so we get there. And I'm not going to have a white bagel, obviously. So we get there and I... and. Yeah, and, and I order my, my breakfast special, and I say, I want, um, I want a 12-grain 12, a 12 bagel. And she looks at me and says, no, no, we don't have any more. And it's only about 11 a.m., and I'm like, no, 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 I came here for that. I mean, I have to, you know, what should I do, go home and get my piece of Ezekiel bread and bring it back? I mean, that's, that's no, 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 you have to have it. She said, I'm sorry, we don't. I said, no, no, it's impossible. If I came here to have breakfast special, for sure you have a 12-grain bagel. So she said, we don't. So I said, do me a favor, could you check in the back? You know, when my husband's hearing this story, he's just cringing. He's just cringing. You know, why do you have to be so pushy, right? So she said, I said, could you check in the back? And, and she said, well, maybe we would have one, but it's stale. And I said, great, no problem. So we can, we can yeah, we can heat it up. We can toast it. So I don't know. She goes in the back and... Um, and in my mind, it's clear that there's going to be a, seven, a 12 grain bagel because that's what I came for, in my mind. Now, I'm not usually that gaula dick. And so she comes out and she says, hmm, I think the owner comes out and says, actually, we had an order for a whole bunch of 12 grain bagels and the people didn't pick them up, so we have a whole bag full, so we can give you one. So I said, yes, Barshashen, thank you, I knew that. And my friend says, and quiet, yeah. Right? She, like, she couldn't believe it. You know, like, like, 
because she was my friend was looking at me like, let it go. Stop. She was so embarrassed. Let it go. Stop pushing. Just don't eat a bagel. Have the egg. But when this happens, it's ten quayam. You know, like right. <coughs> and, and so again, do we have to do that all the time? Nudge everybody. You have to get me the bageling. No. But we're no longer just in that mode of I'm the victim and poor me and I can't have what I want and I never have what I want. And my mazel, you see, because in this month our mazel is powerful. So when we're used to my mazel, no matter what it is, trust me, I came for a 12 grain bagel, they're going to be out by the time I get there. Even I get there at 8 o'clock in the morning, my mazel, they're not going to have them. We're used to that. So Meshur Benu says, your mazel is powerful. Your mazel, they're, they're going to have them, even if they don't. Pull it from the warehouse. Exactly that. So the person with the laptop um, she's thinking, okay, Hashem, we're going to pull it from the warehouse. The warehouse is days away, right? It's somewhere, you know, Kentucky or something. So it, it don't, you don't, you know, I guess you could pay a lot of money and bring it by drone from Kentucky. But as soon as she thinks we're going to pull it from the warehouse and her husband's, you know, nervous, the, the fellow from Best Buy says, oh, wait a minute. Oh, it looks like we have one in the basement. Right, right, right. Okay, I'll go get it. Exactly that. So it doesn't mean all day long we have to be nudging everybody, but we're no longer just thinking that we're victims. We realize we have the power to create. We don't have to be doing it all day long. I don't know how it works. I'm not a big expert in this. But the world revolves around us. We were all brought up being told, what do you think, the world revolves around you? What you want, no such animal was ever created before. And then you come to Chabad, and the Rebbe is telling you, what do you think, the world revolves around you? Yeah, I know, my mother said to me already, what do you think, the world revolves around you? And the Rebbe says, the world revolves around you. It's not easy to change. Exactly. Okay, so to sum this up, and in the days of Purim, the nation... Yes, they feel very entitled. Of course, the world belongs to them. They were born at the top of the mountain. They don't have a sense, the kids don't have a sense of working your way up from the bottom. First you get a job as a janitor, and then 50 years later they'll retire you with a fake gold watch. No, 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 no. I'll buy myself a gold watch on day one and I'll, whatever it is, I'm, I'm the CEO of the company. I'm not waiting to become a junior partner. I'll be the CEO right at the beginning. <coughs> I wouldn't say they were so brought up in the Gula mentality because look who they were brought up by, but they were born at the top of the mountain. So the Rebbe, the Rebbe has them in Siva Hashem and the Rebbe is inculcating them with a, a Gula instinct. Mm-hmm. Right, so, uh, and here the Rebbe is saying, the days of Purim, the miracle of Purim is the Gezer was battled. So what did happen in Purim? The Gezer was off and nobody had to give their lives al Kiddush Hashem. They were ready to, but nobody ended up doing it. We ate, drank, and we were merry. If you just go 
Monday night to um, Flatbush. The Buckram are all over the streets dancing and singing this. You know, they're singing it everywhere. Because basically our enemies became, became our victim. They became under us. We thought they are controlling us. We ended up controlling them. So um, because the fear of the, of the Yidden fell on them. They were afraid of us. And the Mela, now we could do Torah Mitzvahs, with expansiveness, or of a simcha and vikar, literally, and simcha mishta and yamtuf, the whole the whole kuf 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 zayin medina in all 127 nations, in a situation that Mordechai Yehudi was mishnah lemelech. So, this is really this is what the Rebbe is preparing us for in the month of Adar. You guys are the kings. Step into your absolute power. You guys are the kings. And yet, the nace of Purim in the month of other is in a way that there was another Gullus after that. And there were Gezeras, God forbid, after that, that were through all the generations. The real Messiris Nefesh Al-Kiddush Hashem was in that thousand years after Purim. A lot of yucky stuff. Crusades, Pogroms. Um, it was not a fun time. That thousand years was not a fun time, and we were in a situation where we needed um, the strengthening of the etzim and neshama just to get through that thousand years because it was really, really tough times. Um, we had to have strengthening to have mesiras nefesh be'echad. Atnua of Aliyah Lamila Me'ailam. We were being empowered to leave the world willingly rather than disconnect from Hashem. That was that thousand years. The Rebbe says, done. That's not what we're into. That's not what we're here for now. The Shlamus of this Gili is bringing it down here by building the third base on Megdish. Remember, we said last week, oh, we didn't hear last week. Rebbe said, every, every yid has to be wealth, wealthy and pursue wealth because we need money to build the third base in English. The whole point is, build, build, build yeah, it was an amazing sikha last week, build the third base in English. So now we understand one more thing. Um, what does it have to do, what does the seventh of other have to do with Parshat Sittada? The, the union of, of the seventh of other is Maishar Bain is born, Maishu Yisrael, and his mazel is strong, and so our mazel is strong and healthy. And the mazel is, his mazel is etzem haneshama lemesiris nefesh beechad. That's his mazel. Etzem haneshama lemesiris nefesh beechad. So in this month, our mazel is strong of the etzim and neshama from Mesiris Nefesh to Echad. So you can see that this is not a light, simple, uh, let's have some nice hamantash cookies kind of a month. This is anything but a light month. This is a very heavy-duty month masked. It looks like fun and bubbles, but it's a very intense 
month, the most intense month. You're being empowered for, of your etzim and neshama from Messias Nefesh Echad. And where do you see that in the parsha? Right? Ata goes on. Who? Okay, or? Right. Which part of Maishrabenu? Atmos. Is that the Neshama? Is that one of his name? Is that one of the parts of his Neshama, or is it higher than everything? No. Right. It's higher than the So the Atta. Um, Atta shows on his etzim and neshama, the one that you can't even you can't even give a name to. That ve'ata, you're pulling it down like the vav, you're pulling it down, and then titzavas b'nei yisrael. What happens when his etzim and neshama is, and our etzim and neshama becomes powerful and it's pulled down? Titzavas b'nei yisrael, We get connected. He gets connected. We get connected in a most illogical way, you know, beyond anything. Um, so that there be the strengthening of the mazel, bari v'takas mazli, that w- the strength of etzim and neshama should be revealed. And v'yichu elecha, shemen zayizach, kasas lamar, show them that there is nefesh. Um, when you squeeze the olive, olive, we know what happens, then all the good stuff comes out. So Guess what comes out when we're squeezed? Etzim and neshama. Okay. And, um, okay. Uh, let's just do this. One sec. So, um, just like the, the shemen, the oil illuminates, so the base of Migdash illuminates the entire world. The Halku Gayim La'archa. So right now we're in a situation where the base of Migdash is lighting up the whole world. And the Kavana is not just Mysterious Nefesh. Our Kavana is not Mysterious Nefesh to leave the world. But the Matthias of Ayid and Maishar Abenu, Etham and Neshama, should come down and light up the world. Your etzim and neshama now used to be designed to get you out of here. Your neshama, your etzim and neshama was being aroused to get you out of here. Through yes, through Messiris Nefesh. Get you out of here. And, and that created a huge, it, a huge effect in the world and for future generations. So we gave our lives al Kiddush Hashem. Now, and that's what your etzim and neshama was strengthened for. Now your etzim and neshama is strengthened so that it should light up the world with the light of Mashiach. As is emphasized in the birth of Maishrevenu on the seventh of Adar, his, his strength, the Maishrev Yisrael, and it comes down into the seven days of the, of the binyan, Shivas Yimea binyan. Okay, and one other Nekudah here, um, like the Katairis. Um, Ketiris shows on this oneness with Hashem. Okay, now, there are two reasons why Meshur Abena's name is not in the Barsha, right? We know that. One, because passing. In passing is on Zion other. Meshur Abena. Yeah. 
Okay, so the Parsha closes by another. He's not in the Parsha. Right. Okay, number one. Number two, Moshe Benu said, if you destroy, excuse me, if you destroy the Yidden, take me out of the Taira. So Hashem did. But the real reason is, why is Moshe Benu's name not in Parsha Tzitzaba? Um, not only because he passed away then, because he also was born then, and the birth of Meishar Benu shows on the revelation of his etim. Okay, so where is Meishar Benu in the Parsha? His whole etim is in the Parsha. His very essence, you can't put your hands on it, just like you can't put your hands on your essence. You can't put your hands on it and on his essence. That's what's powerful in the Parsha. Why don't you see his name? Because he's way beyond his name in the Parsha. Um, he's not even called Maisha. In every, in every Parsha, uh, oh, here is Ve'ata. Ve'ata. That's it. Ve'ata. No name, Maisha. And since the birth of Maisha Benu on the seventh of other, it's connected with all of us who have our mazel very strong. Um, the Atta of Maisha, Atmus, it's in a way of bringing it down, 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 down. So the Parsha that we read close to the seventh of Adar is in the serious Nefesh of Maisha Rabbeinu for... Now, okay, okay. What was Maisha Rabbeinu's Nasiris Nefesh in his birthday uh, month? Nasiris Nefesh for us. He refused to us be, to let us be eliminated. If, if we're out, he's out. He put us before him. That's his mysterious nefesh. Um, um, he said, erase me from your Tyra. And his name is not mentioned. So what is mentioned? The Atta. His Atmos, above the name. And that's emphasized on the seventh of other when he's born, when what why was the house filled with light when he was born on the seventh of other because his essence was there so it filled the whole house with light the amazing thing is that you could even see light that it, it could become tangible enough to actually experience light so that's what's going on we become we are pure light in this entire month, we are pure light. So now we understand when Maishar Bainu said, eliminate me from your Tyra, that has to do with, eliminate me from your Tyra, that has to do with what Seventh of Other is all about. Birthday. Birth of his essence, which is connected with our essence, which is the reason that he had mysterious nefesh because his essence compels him to have mysterious nefesh. Our essence compels us to have mysterious nefesh. Where we can get neck pain and tension in the month of Adar is if we experience, oh, so my essence being revealed in this month compels me to put everybody else before me. If we have bad associations, with that, it's going to give us neck problems. Does that make sense? Because by Maishar Benu, it was such a clean, holy, 
not experiencing self, it just filled him with joy. When we were used to having done it wrong for many decades, it sounds the same, but it's not. So even the implication, like, great, you're being empowered in this month to, to give, put everything, everybody before yourself, that's very stressful. That doesn't sound like fun at all. That is not the same thing as Maishra Venu. Maishra Venu's um, experiencing the needs of the Yidden is a very joyous thing. It's not a distorted form. Right? I, you could say, you know, but I'm the game of Dover. You could say in the month of other, we're being empowered to know how to say no comfortably. That's the difference. To know how to say yes when it's yes and no when it's no. I, I mean, in my opinion, we had a whole conversation about that last last night, you know, does Chabad mean saying only yes or does Chabad include saying no? That was our conversation. Right, we had that conversation. Right, we had that conversation. That was the Chafei Shvat. And that was the Chafei Shvat. Well, we all decided that yes, saying no is part of it. You know you've grown up. Right, right. Depends what you're saying no to. The difference is the old paradigm, the old question used to be, should I take care of myself or should I take care of the other pe- person? But Maishar Bain was saying, no, 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 we're not going to deal with that. We're just going to not have a self. So that whole question falls off. We're not going to have a self. There's going to be this shlucha or that shlucha or that shlucha or that shlucha. One of them is you. Who needs the drink more? Looks like she needs to drink more than she does. Happens to be that she is you. You say, I'm going to give the drink to her. Her happens to be you. Again, that's my un, uh, correct, unsolicited. Yeah, I can't. Okay, so now the Rebbe is saying, this is a little bit tough part. Um, this has to do, so the birth of Maishu Rabbeinu, um, and the, the, in this month, our etzim, the etzim of the Yid comes out in a very, very powerful way to lim sar nafsham al kiddush Hashem is emphasized in the fact that a young woman in our shchuna, Isham Yisrael, did kiddush Hashem Baran. And we don't understand um, how is it possible that Hashem could do this and so, um, and she has small children, and they will be Maris Pesaleya, Basrab Shraga Fievel, Halevi Lapine, Hashem Yikam Dama, Shenerga, Al Kiddush Hashem, etc. So the Rebbe is saying, the greatness of Kiddush Hashem Barabim to the extent that Admasai, Admasai, Admasai. Um, we know the great Indian, and so in other words, her schus is beyond, beyond, beyond because of Kiddush Hashem Barabbin. The Rebbe says, we know that the, the greatness of Kiddush Hashem, and especially Kiddush Hashem Barabbin, and especially in this neighborhood, where the base Knesset and base Medrash and base Mike and Tavim and the Sidereinu are, um, where Kiddush Hashem Barabbin was done all the years. 
the hafla of this, that we find the base Yaisev, he had, on, was on a very high level. And he wanted to do Kiddush Hashem. And something that he did took away the schus of being able to do Kiddush Hashem. So instead, he was, because of that, he was given a lesser schus, which was to, to write the Shulchan Aruch. So we can imagine that the mile of Kiddush Hashem is infinitely higher than writing the Shulchan Aruch. And so we understand that. What is that? When Maishu Rabbeinu says, take me out of your Taira, that emphasizes that the Messiris Nefesh of Maishu Rabbeinu for us is higher than the Matthias of Maishu Rabbeinu as he is in Taira. Higher as, than he is as he is in Taira. Right? You notice there's a whole generation of people who say, I have a... I, I have a connection with the Rebbe, but I don't do mitzvahs. Makes perfect sense to them. Because Maishu Rabbeinu was saying, had Mesiris Nefesh for us, and Maishu Rabbeinu's aspect of his relationship straight with Hashem, even higher than through Taira, comes out in, in this month. And so the same thing when it comes out to a young woman, a mother of children, and besides her own Messiris Nefesh, it's Messiris Nefesh of her children, etc. And it's an enormous Messiris Nefesh, higher than Messiris Nefesh. And so after all of these things, Messiris Nefesh al-Kiddush Hashem through the Gezeris and Shemadis that were throughout all the generations, Admasai, Admasai, how could it be that it were, it's necessary to have Messiris Nefesh al-Kiddush Hashem of a young woman, of a mother of children? How could it possibly be, says the Rebbe? And even if Hashem wants a nachatruch of Messiris Nefesh, in addition to this, we were Yaisi, Messiris Nefesh, throughout all the generations, and it's enough, the Messiris Nefesh of the Yidden, that we find ourselves one more second in Gullus, and we find ourselves more than, you know, almost 2,000 years, and Mashiach didn't come, and we finished everything, and we've done everything through the Simcha and the... Um, including through the Simcha of the month of Adar, throughout um, 60 days. Um, what else is there to do? Another week, another week, another month, another minute. And somehow we didn't have the full Geula. Um, and why should it have to come to this, that a young woman of small children has, should have to be Maitre Nefesh, al Hashem? And so, um, all we can, we can be Menachem ourselves with is that if the last situation of Messiris Nefesh al-Kiddush Hashem and the schus of this woman um, together with the schus of her children, etc., it should bring the Geula. And just like the women took us out of Gullus then, so too now, and then we'll have the true Kiddush Hashem. The whole union of Gullus is the opposite of Kiddush Hashem. And so, um, and so the Hairah, so the Haira, we finished in five, in three minutes. Okay. So the Haira of all of this is about a Vaidavapayal. When we come from the seventh of Adar, in Parshas Titsava, and, um, um, and we have the strengthening of our Etam and Neshama as it comes down into this world. Masiris Nefesh, not to leave the world, but to be in the world. We have to, we, what we wanted to do is add and add more and more and more Tyre and Mitzvahs, etc. Um, we want to come to the Shlemus of the revelation of Etam HaNefesh in all things. Um, 
And so, um, together with Adir Bamar Hashem, by the way, we said yesterday, if you want something to grow, invest it in the month of Adar. Adir Bamar Hashem. So, and this month is connected with building the Mishkan and Truma and Tetzava, speaking about all of the parts of the Mishkan, Vasu Maniktesh and Kisisa, shows on the whole point, lifting, up, lifting us up, it's Mashiach Tidkenu, and all the parts to come from that, be rotten. We shouldn't have to wait, but we should have already the Gula Mitis Vashlema, um, we should, we, we should have the full fulfillment of the building the third base of Migdash and on the Yud Aleph, Yud Aleph of Adar, we should have already, I guess that was the day that this, this was said, we should already find that um, from Asher, we, um, we have this fatness of the, of the lighting of the Menaira as emphasized in the beginning of the Parsha, and at the beginning of Parsha's Tisisa, where it's speaking about Simcha, Shemen Amishcha, sorry, this is the Shlemus of the Inin of Tisisa, when we're lifted up, our, our heads will be lifted up, who will come immediately and take us to our land immediately in the Gula Mitzvah Shlemus.